gonna do us some theme music really quick. Welcome to the Out Loud and Awkward Podcast, where one grown man sits in his basement and talks about everything that he loves. I'm your host, Richard, and with me is my special guest. Shane. There you go. I was ready about the chair scoot. I had to get closer to my mic. I didn't want to keep leaning in like I was. See, you get the fancy chair. As I should, honestly. That most people don't get. They always get this wooden chair. But you get when you're chair. down here, I get the wooden chair. <laughs> I feel so loved. You're welcome. All right, so you know how we start this off. I mainly say that in terms of the listeners, because I know you don't. I say that every time you're on here. You've been on here enough times at this point. You know how we start started. So, so. what are you watching or reading here? Well, what have you been watching and reading? Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So what have you been up to? Like, what have you watched or read or anything? I honestly haven't read anything since the last time I was on here. Wow, you had two weeks to read something, and you didn't read anything. I didn't. I haven't read. Anything. I mean, I know what you've been watching because. You only watch shows with me most of the time. Yeah, so we've been watching The Last of Us. Yeah. We're not yeah. caught up to the newest episode, but uh, we have been watching that. And then we plan on starting the new season of You, probably after we I'm catch so up on The Last of Us, but it's kind of a and slow I know that you don't watch it, <coughs> but The Outer Banks comes out next week. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. I, I think it's next week. And then this weekend, we're going to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania, which is mainly the point of this episode, because it's the start of Phase Five. That movie's gonna be so excited for that. Uh, we're for me, uh, obviously keeping up on you know my regular One Piece, reading all those chapters. Been keeping up on uh, Vinland Saga, the second season, which is a little bit slower, but it's a good character build for uh, Thorfinn. But it's very slow in terms of what's going on as of right now um and then i've been still watching blue lock which i'm honestly loving and i started season three of ash versus the evil dead so and i think as each season goes on it it does get better and christian was telling me about that he's like i think each season is better than the last one and so far, I like the third season more than I like the second one and the first one. The first season was, it felt like they didn't know what they were trying to do with that series. But they kind of like cleaned it up a little bit in the second one. And I think they're cleaning it up more in this third one. In the third season, their final season of that show. Um, <clears throat> but I'm excited to finish that off, especially before the Evil Dead Rise movie comes out. I'm excited to go and watch. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, still watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Same as always. Still watching The Bad Batch. Uh, some episodes are definitely better than others, but some of them feel a lot like filler episodes where like it's just like, here's an episode to, to give you some Star Wars, but like it's not super entertaining on what's going on. And it doesn't build anything into lore it's just kind of there i guess you could say um trying to think what else uh i think that's about it and then games 
we've been playing is the Hogwarts Legacy. Oh yeah. So and I, I've like been enjoying been doing that. More of that than yes. Watching TV, so. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, and then I've been playing other video games and editing that down for the YouTube, my gaming channel and what everything. You said that you were gonna you were watching what Blue Lock. Is that what you said? Blue Lock. Yeah. I thought you were about to say Bluey. No, we've already watched all of it. We watched all of Bluey. We've been watching Little Einsteins, too. I like Bluey better than Little (laughs) I do, too. But Bluey gets a little... Because we've watched every season over and over again. I'm like, okay, we got to play something It'll still be on, and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this episode. And I'm like, how? (laughs) I I, I don't get it either. It's an amazing show. I mean... You should do a whole episode on Bluey. Honestly, we should. Best children's shows. You should come in. Children's shows that parents also... Enjoy. enjoy yeah <laughs> uh i think other than that's a, pretty much all i've been up to i haven't really been doing too much besides you know working and normally when i work i watch movies but i've been watching a lot of old jacksepticeye videos that i just wanted to kind of go back through and rewatch anyway so uh i think other than that that's about it um yeah i think we can go ahead and get into the the big meaty portion of this episode what this episode is mainly about what everybody has come to you know really listen to you know they didn't care about what we've been up to what we've been doing they might have maybe there's people out there that only watch listen to the first like five ten minutes of the i don't care just wanted to know what you're up to (laughs) just wanted to know what you've been doing i don't care about it's generally my favorite part of podcasts really yeah (laughs) maybe it's because i'm like I'm nosy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Um, but we're, we're doing the uh, MCU Phase 4 rankings because it did just end uh, just recently with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And uh, Phase 5 is about to start up, which is the well, not the Kang Dynasty because we're in the multiverse, multiverse saga anyways. But we're about to uh, get the new Phase 5 with the new Ant-Man and Wasp. Quantumania with the very good-looking Jonathan Majors. Oh, I thought you were going to say Paul Rudd. No. Mm, Paul Rudd is superior. Thank you so much. No. Did you read the tick, like the message under the TikTok that I sent with him? He likes the Chiefs. <laughs> I said, did you want to switch sides now? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't like either the Eagles or the Chiefs. I just want to let that be known. <laughs> but... You like Paul Rudd, but you were cheering for the Eagles. I was only cheering for the Eagles because of Jason Kells. I know. I know that's what you were doing. Um, but we were doing Phase 4 rankings, and what I'm doing here is we're doing all the movies and then the two specials. I didn't really want to do the TV shows because I feel like eventually I can do those in their own separate kind of thing. They seem separate from the movies. Anyway. Yeah. they don't. Some things kind of get added into it, like... Especially in Multiverse of Madness, they bring up what happened in WandaVision, but it's not, like, a major plot point in Multiverse of Madness. And so it's like, I don't want to combine these, especially when it's so many. There's so many TV shows, especially in Phase 4, that I'm like, I don't want to go through them. Because some people probably just didn't even watch the TV shows. I mean, I know people who just didn't watch them and just watched the movies. And I think that's totally fine. Do what you want to do. But, like, I do it because I just like this kind of stuff. I enjoy the entertainment value that it gives me even if i absolutely hated the tv show i still kind of got some enjoyment out of it just dogging it honestly um but we're doing all of the uh i think eight movies that came out and then the two tv specials which were seven, seven movies two was there seven 
Yes. Okay, seven movies and the two specials. I have the list right here. I could have just taken two away from the nine. That's okay. I got you. (laughs) I looked at it, and I thought I saw eight instead of nine, and so I just said six. But, yeah, we're doing that. Um, And we're obviously going to start at eight to one. You've never done this with me before. It's normally been Christian, but I was a little pressed with time, so I was like... I'll have you come on. You've, you've watched these movies He's with me. so call like, me a second choice. It's okay. Yeah, pretty much. It's all right. <laughs> to Christian, yes. He's done all three of them with me so far. It's kind of sad that he's not here for this one. Um, he's probably buying or listening to it right now and is just going ahead and making his list so that he can compare with what we say. Um, but do you, you want me to me start or do you want to start? Uh, I'll let you start. I feel like our number nine might be the same. Okay. Well, my number nine is Black Widow. No, it's not the same. No. Uh, but I put Black Widow at nine, not because I dislike um, her character by any means, because I think she was an amazing character in the MCU, but this movie just did not hit for me at all. I didn't like the overall story that it told. I didn't... I mean, I liked the sister stuff that it had, but in terms of like the MCU movies, it just didn't do it for me, and... To be totally honest with you, if it had came out in Phase 3, before the end of Phase 3, and not at the start of Phase 4, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Because it's basically like, this is a spoiler obviously, you see Natasha die in uh, Endgame. And to just then basically be like oh here she is again but this is but we're going in but we're going back in time and this is her before even um infinity war and so it's like it like almost cheapened her her death yeah it made it it demeaned what happened in her death and then like you get the end credit scene and it's like oh hawkeye killed her but you know what happened and so then it doesn't make it as genuine you know the the movie doesn't feel as nice to watch whereas if it was set like actually like it, it released before and i think the other thing is this was also like one of the first mcu movies that released during the covid this and so like, like first like post not like I said, it was still no it was still yeah. in Cause covid because we it watched it on, on disney yeah, plus and you know the uh scarlett johansson got super mad because it wasn't supposed to be released on disney plus and it was and that whole thing happened, and I'm glad she's gotten her uh, her money back on that kind of situation. She gets to produce and do stuff more with the MCU and Black Widow fran- or Black Widow character kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but I think for me, it was just because I don't know. I just didn't care enough about this movie for me to want to rank it higher. I like her character. I like that what it set up for a future character, but Overall, it just felt wrong to be a Phase 4 movie. It should have been before Infinity War, but they didn't think it through. It felt like they went, oh, she died. We can profit off of this movie that's set before she died. And I'm just like, I don't want that. I would have, I mean, obviously, if you would have gotten into Infinity War, you would have known she died at some point. But to be totally honest... I think I would have went through Infinity War thinking, especially like watching the trailers for Endgame, I should say, and not Infinity War, like <clears throat> just thinking, what did Hawkeye do 
to Nat? Like, what did he actually end up doing? Like, they were best friends. Well, how could he kill her kind of situation? And you're like, what happened? And then to find out exactly how emotional that death was for him. And not just him, like, all of the Avengers obviously struggled with that. But, like, you, I felt like it would have hit even harder emotionally seeing how she actually ended up dying versus we know she died and now we get more things and it's like ha Hawkeye killed her and now you get her sister who's mad but you know that it wasn't Hawkeye's fault and I just didn't really care and I also didn't like Taskmaster in the movie that's the other thing but I'll let it be because I think they might be able to do something to fix that character but overall the story was just it was a miss for me I didn't like it too much I like things that it set up and future things that it can do but overall I think it could have been a lot better so that's my nine. <clears throat> well, my nine is Eternals. Because that was just... I don't think I've ever hated an MCU movie until this one. Because... Speak up. Am I not being loud enough? No. Sorry. But I don't think I've ever hated an MCU movie until this one. Like, we probably <coughs> were in the movie theater for, like, maybe 20, 30 minutes. And I wanted to leave. Like, I was like, this is boring. I don't like this. Yeah. It's not entertaining. There, I don't. I can't think of. This might be harsh, but I can't think of a like a plus to this movie. I, I can I think of some, but I'll, bad, I'll get into it the, when I get it. Like there was too much jammed into one movie. Like just all around. Like I thought the story was weird, and I'm like, I understand that it sets up for things later yeah. or whatever, but I was just not at all impressed. Like, and I feel like usually when we go watch these movies together like we'll sit in the car for a little while after the movie and we like really talk about it and I was just like I don't even want to talk about it like I just (laughs) want to go home and forget that this happened like I this was awful oh yeah no and like I feel like this would have landed so much better if they did this as a series like if they did Eternals as a series and they like kind of focused on each character in episode kind of like I maybe this is an unpopular opinion but I feel like Eternals should have been a TV show and Loki should have been a movie no, Loki still works really good as a TV I mean, show, I, and I, I understand that they're doing, like, the... I think Moon Knight should have been a movie. I think it was way too long for a TV show. Oh, and I see there that. were so many dry points in that show. And I loved it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it would have worked so much better as... Yeah. At least, like, a special, like... Um, yeah, I just feel like Eternals was way too much for one movie. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. And, like, I can't even remember any of the characters' names because, like... I remember two... Well, three, technically. Because there was four, just too much going actually. on. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even, like, keep yeah. track of, like, what story I was supposed to follow because there was just so much <coughs> happening all at once and so many characters to follow, and I was not at all impressed. Yeah. I could have done without watching it, honestly. Well, my number eight is Eternals. Um, so I'm going to go and dive into my thoughts on Eternals. Um, now, I ranked it above Black Widow for the main reason that it fit better in terms of phase four. I thought some of the characters worked really, really well in that movie, even though there was way too many and you couldn't flesh out each character individually. So, cause there was a total of eight or nine characters in that movie. Too many. And I mean, Angelina Jolie was one of them. You had um, Richard, I can't remember his last name. He's from Game of Thrones. Um, But he played Icarus, who was 
ended up being like the main antagonist of the movie more or less and i mean he was a good character i liked what he did but he was like so annoying and he got most of the character development throughout that movie and even though he didn't really develop any like he was basically the same from the start that he was at the end but it felt like somewhere in the middle it felt like something changed but it really didn't like he was still basically the same character that didn't change whereas like most of the other ones it was almost like we were expecting him to change and didn't yes yeah it's like you kept having this like like anticipation like this is gonna get different he's gonna be the one with the character development and he didn't so then it was like what? And I think the other problem that I had with this movie is it set up so much. It felt like it was a TV show that was released in theaters because so much of the movie has not been referenced at all in any other term. Well, I mean, it has a couple times, but like it's so rare to be like because there's a giant celestial head. Yeah, we talked about this. Pan. I was like, there's a whole like half of a and thing the only... sticking out of the earth, and we're yeah. just not going to talk about it. Like. Pan. Not a thing, it's a hand. Well, I mean, it's like part of the head, too. Oh, yeah, the Celestial's head. And the only mention that it got was in a little tiny news article in the corner of a website in She-Hulk. And And I was like... That was it. That's all it got. And I was like, I feel like this would be something that people would really be talking about. And apparently, like, more movies are going to start, like obviously pulling that and being like uh there's something going on with this like head and i think they're gonna involve the mutants with that and everything and so i think that would be really cool i think it will make the movie feel more genuine because as of right now it just feels offset than really anything but i i liked icarus i liked icarus as the villain other than that i thought he was a kind of shit character that didn't do very much dane whitman was the main character that I went into the movie wanting to see who plays Black Knight, and or he is Black Knight in the comics, who has a curse sword that uh, every time he gets a kill, he grows stronger kind of thing, and it's just cursed and bonded with him kind of situation. And I was excited to see him, and we see him for the first, like, maybe 12 minutes, and then not at all, and then the last, like, five minutes of the movie and then he gets a post credit scene which is super cool and I love because it's setting up his character but like I wanted to see that was the more like interesting storyline and we didn't get any of it Mm -hmm. which I mean it makes sense because the movie is the Eternals and they were focusing on the Eternals but there were so many Eternals I felt like they could have easily combined some of them into yeah. like one like into like multiple characters instead of having nine you could have had like six or something less you could have yeah. had less characters than what you did <clears throat> i did like some of the connections that characters had i felt like they've they did have this past but overall the movie just didn't feel like it did a lot in terms of mcu as of right now now i think future date it will probably set up a lot of stuff later on and people will grow to kind of enjoy this movie more but as of right now with the fact that it didn't do anything i had to rank it at eight just because it was it was it was very dense (laughs) and i mean i know a lot of people have said that but it it really was there was so much going on that it was hard to kind of keep track of what everything it was like exhausting to watch yeah and I think that was its big problem. And I think if I went back and rewatched it again, I'd probably enjoy it a little bit more just because I kind of know what's going to happen. But because so much was happening, it was hard to keep track of everything that was coming at you. It was like a video game that didn't give you 
instructions at the beginning. It was just kind of like threw you into the pit and was like, go at it. I mean, that's what like dead, like old video games like Dead Space did that. It was just kind of like, you're in the fight now. Like, you just got to learn on the fly. And <clears throat> I get it. It's a cool concept, but for, for a, a movie, game, not for a movie. Yeah, not for a movie. And that's kind of what it felt like it did. It just kind of forced everything at you real quick. And I don't know. I think it could have been a lot better than it was, but it wasn't my favorite. So, Well, my number eight <clears throat> is one of the specials. So it's uh, Werewolf by Night. <sighs> I know you ranked Rude. that much higher than I did. I just didn't like. It's probably like just like style choices, but I just wasn't a fan. Like, it didn't feel like an MCU movie to me. Like, it just felt like something totally separate from. Like, if if you had showed it to me and told me that it was something else, I would have believed you. Like, I struggled to m- make the connection with an MCU movie, and like I don't know, just like the whole setup just wasn't really for me. Like, I could could have very easily just, like, not watched it and then moved on with my life. And, like, maybe I missed it, but, like, I didn't feel or see a connection to anything else that we've seen so far. Really? And, I mean, I mean it will definitely connect. I mean, I'll get into it. I mean, mine, mine's a little bit further up than, obviously, yours is. So, I'll get into it. I think it will connect in future projects because there's definitely characters that connect with um, at least the two, three kind of main characters within that short special, and I'll I'll dive into it more whenever it comes up to me. But I don't want to dive into it too much right now, especially when it's further up my li- on my list than what you have it. So yeah, I just wasn't a fan, <clears throat> and I don't blame you. I think in the black and white, you know, just wasn't my thing. Oh my god, I loved it. And I hated it so much. I was like, this is so annoying. <laughs> See, I'm one and like person. I got it like for like. The whole like vibe yeah, that it was giving it off, it definitely vibe. made sense. I was yeah. just like, ugh. Because it kind of felt like an old school um, Paramount, not Paramount, but an old school horror movie. Not, I don't, it's not Paramount. I can't think of the term that people use for it, but that's kind of what it felt like. The old school like Frankenstein or the mummy kind of situation or uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, that kind of stuff. And I think it gave off that vibe really nicely and it fit for the Halloween theme that they were going for. Um, but I get it. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of black and white movies. It definitely sometimes takes me out of it. Um, but there are some that, you know, it really, they, it just hits me and I love them. Like Godzilla, the original Godzilla. Amazing. I love it. I would never watch it, try to watch it in color because I think it was so good in black and white. And, uh, Seven Samurai is another one that was amazing. And it, it does take me a minute to kind of get into the mood with the black and white movies, but I enjoy them for the most part, but I get what you're saying. <clears throat> so for my number seven, <clears throat> I have Thor love and thunder. And now I think the most of the rest of these movies and specials, I really enjoyed them, but, and that's why I like Eternals and black widow. I think most of these are kind of hard for me to rank. And I know like, it's obviously a very blunt statement. I mean, most people have always said that Eternals, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Widow are, are the biggest like pieces of crap in Phase 4 movies. And <clears throat> I think my problem with Thor, Love and Thunder, which I originally, and I still enjoy it. I still like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I definitely ranked it higher than what you did. <laughs> I know you did. Um, I liked what it did with Thor and this is a spoiler, him eventually having a daughter. 
I like that. And it was it was Chris Hemsworth's actual daughter. Which is super which is, cute. Which I thought was so cute. And I loved that. And I loved that part of it. But I went into the movie expecting Gore the God Butcher being a God Butcher. And he really didn't do much. And that disappointed me. And so I kind of was disappointed, even though I still enjoyed what the movie did and what the movie was about. It just disappointed me in that aspect of it. And I thought Gore the God Butcher was still great, but... I wish he had gotten more, if that makes any sense. Like, it just felt like it, he was just about, he was just around. Like, he was just, you. he was killing these gods, but you don't see it, and you don't know how many he's actually killed or how long he's been doing it. Like, it's just kind of like, he's there. He's there now. And then, so it's kind of annoying that we never got really any more feedback on what was going on on his side of things, where a lot of times you feel like MCU movies give you so much background on the villain but with this they gave you like it, it was it was the shortest phase five movie i will say that <clears throat> and taiko atiti was like oh, i'm not gonna make it any longer because director cuts are just stupid anyways and i'm like i get it but like i feel like there was so much left on the table that you could have done and <clears throat> i like the weird shadow monsters i thought those are creepy as crap i love that I didn't care too much. I thought it was funny. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was hilarious. The Thor's axe and the hammer having this weird love-hate relationship going on. But it was like, it didn't want to work for Thor sometimes. But then when Gore had it, it worked just fine. And so, like, I mean, after it, because I, like, have seen, like, clips of it, and I've kind of not really re-watched it, but seeing clips come up again, I've got, like, damn, this makes so much sense. Like, this is really weird how some of these things, like, it just was written really poorly, it seems like. And I think Taika Waititi is a funny director. I think he writes the funniest stuff. But I think he played too much into changing Thor's character from being like kind of serious to overly funny and i think it messed up his character and i mean i don't think i ever thought of thor as serious no i mean he was definitely more serious in the first oh two. definitely and, but i could and i think in ragnarok he was a little bit more serious but in thor love and thunder he was just an absolute idiot and goofball throughout most of it and it makes sense i mean he did go through a traumatic experience so he's still kind of like going through all of that and dealing with that kind of stuff but he just seemed like a giant buffoon through most of it <clears throat> and <clears throat> i'm trying to think and i don't know it felt like they really pulled a star wars episode nine on us with we're gonna fake kill valkyrie but she's not dead we're gonna kill Korg, but he's not dead, and that annoys me. I don't. If you're gonna attempt to kill the character, just kill him. I mean, I would much rather you do that than fake yeah. it out. And because they did that with C3PO, C3PO loses his memory, but then guess what? R2D2 has a backup file, which I mean makes sense because R2D2's memory has never been wiped. I get that. But then you had the whole Chewbacca situation as well in Episode Nine, where Ray blows up the shuttle that he was on. Oh wait, just kidding. There was actually a second shuttle that you couldn't see off screen that Chewbacca was actually on. And it makes no sense. Like, if you're gonna commit to killing the character, just do it. Like, don't yeah. mess around and act like you're gonna do it and then pull back immediately on the reins and be like, no, 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 no. And 
I mean, would I have been sad if like Chewbacca would have died? Hell yes. Would I have been sad if Valkyrie would have died? Yeah, but I think it would have made the movie feel more genuine. It felt like no nothing was at stake throughout most of that movie. I can see Cause that. Because Gore never really did anything wrong. I mean, was he wrong in killing the evil gods that he was killing? These gods that basically didn't care anything about the mortals that were on their worlds? No. I mean, he shouldn't have killed them. There could have been I a feel like that's kind of like it. the overarching like, thing for all villains, though, is they ha- they're right in their own yeah, way. Yeah, in their own kind of way. But like, should you be killing people? No. But, like, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But I don't know. I just... I felt like I was going to, going into this movie, and, I, and coming out of it, I did enjoy it. I still enjoy the movie, but looking back on it, there's so many, like, little plot holes within it that just don't make sense, and Thor's character, I just don't care about that much, and I think I've never really cared about Thor's character anyways, and I like seeing Jane Foster, but at the same time, I mean, she was one character that died and stayed dead. Yeah. I will give him that. But I kind of thought she was going to die from the get-go going into the movie because I, I mean, reading the comics, she dies eventually because the cancer is still there, yeah. even though she's as Thor, like she still has cancer. And so, I don't know, it it was just not one that, compared to the rest of them that came out from Phase 5, it's definitely, it's, it's got to go in the spot on my list because I liked so many other ones so much more. Well, my number seven is Black Widow, and I didn't rank this lower because I thought that, like, as a whole, outside of where it came out, it was a good movie. Like, I liked it. Like, I liked that we got more of Black Widow's character. I liked that we met Yelena. Like, I I really just liked the, like, the background and, like, seeing where she came from and, like, why she is the way that she is. And, like, I think as a whole, it was a good movie, just placed very 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 stupid like i yes. think it would have been ranked a whole lot higher like on my like overall list of mcu movies if it would have been if placed it, if it had been been placed in a earlier than what is it in game it was after in game i know but if it had been placed before in game i think that i would well, have liked I, it better yeah i would say even before infinity war but i think in between infinity war and in game would have been the best place for yeah. it yeah and like because you could have learned what she was doing before infinity war yeah but you also would have gotten some like slight details about Endgame that you don't know what's actually going on. That would yeah. have made and I think that really would have made the in credit scene like so much more powerful. Oh yeah, because we're like we'd be like, oh my gosh, what did Hawkeye do? Like, you would have been wondering would for a while. Like, yeah, like a how a year of had how like long we wait. I feel like we almost would have created this like hatred for Hawkeye for a little while until we saw because it, then and then you're even... like, oh my gosh, like he starts to feel bad for him because. You understand what happened. You understand what really I think what the thing really that happened. would have built it up more was the fact that you don't know where he's at in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And then I also think, like, it may, would have made the Hawkeye series that much more cool because it would have been so, like, keep the Hawkeye series where it's at, like, timeline-wise. And then, like, we would have waited so long from when Black Widow came out to then see Elena again. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, it would have been. She's wrong. She's, like, yeah. she's not. Because like, then that know. would have kind of, like, brought it back. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that she thinks the Hawkeye killed. Yeah. Like, I, I think, think that, that would have made out so much better. Made it, it so it much better. It felt like everything was just kind of thrown like really fast. Like the yep. COVID had hit, and they were just kind of like just put stuff out. It's fine. Plus, I feel like Yelena is one of my favorite characters now. I think she's great. I love her. <laughs> you seen the new uh, Statue of Liberty? 
Um, for mine, uh, my number six, this is going to be a rough choice. I don't think anybody's going to agree with this. Oh, Christian might. But I have Wakanda forever. And I only have it here. And I could honestly move most of these around just kind of how I feel because these top like six kind of it depends my mood on how I feel about them because don't get me wrong Wakanda Forever was I thought amazing I thought the how they kind of wrote out Chadwick Boseman's death and how they handled that situation was done so well and with so much respect and I, like it made me cry I teared up multiple times throughout that movie like the first moments where you know, Shuri is running around trying to find the cure trying to figure out some way to save her brother I started crying at that moment because I was like this is sad because I felt like it really added to it because we already knew yeah. and, it and was so like so she just keeps trying deep. and keeps trying and yeah. keeps trying and, you know and so like you know that like there it's, there, there, it's not gonna happen so like we're almost <laughs> like like yes we're obviously sad that yeah. Chadwick like that um Black Panther is dead like we we're obviously sad about that situation yeah, but like it's almost like makes it worse because we know that Sh- uh, Shiri's trying so hard, hard to save to, him to save him and like you no you know that it, like there's no hope in that like yeah. it's not gonna work it was and so like you're just like seeing her go through these motions and you're just like oh no <laughs> it made me cry so many times throughout that movie and it, it was such a nice write-off for Chadwick Boseman and what he did mm-hmm. I mean he was in so many amazing movies like thinking back I'm not gonna get too deep in what he's done but like I loved almost everything that he's really ever been in. 42, phenomenal. It's He plays Jackie Robinson, which was the first African-American to play baseball. And I think that was like one of the first movies I watched him in, and I thought he was amazing. And then seeing him as Black Panther and what he did in that was even better. <clears throat> but for me, I think it's because I, I enjoyed the first Black Panther a lot, but it's not one of my favorite MCU movies. So, like... Moving this one into phase five or into phase four, I couldn't rank it that much higher than most of these other ones. <clears throat> um, even though I still really enjoyed it, and I could honestly go back and rewatch it again and again. And I loved Namor, the Submariner. Submariner. I thought he was an amazing villain and written so very well, especially considering that his character is technically like an anti-hero. Like he is not always a yeah. good guy. Like, and we see that. Like he is mean mm-hmm. like he just cares about his people and then every once in a while he'll, he'll be like okay I'll help you I'll help the land people I'll yeah. help you guys because you need me type of thing and <clears throat> seeing his little flappy little ankle wings was the funniest thing and I loved I cracked it. up and I was like I know this is not supposed to be funny but because he's supposed to be a mutant is yeah. what he is and so um I liked seeing that I liked getting that from him um I thought Shuri's kind of, you know, fall, but then rise, but then she kind of fell again and then rose back up from, spoiler, two deaths. She had the death of her brother at the beginning of it and then the death of her mother. And, like, within the span of what it, like, would be 10 years, she lost her father, her brother, and now her mom. Yeah. 
And it's just, I don't, I think it's less than 10 years. I almost really want to see some kind of like mashup with her and Thor. Like, yeah, because they just have both like a, lost like a so special much. therapy session where yeah. you can just talk about what it's like to lose your family because y'all can relate. <laughs> and I think her as Black Panther is going to work out really well. Do I think it's going to last very long? Probably not because obviously we saw the post credit scene and they're going to go ahead and build up a new T'Challa as the son of T'Challa. And so we know that that eventually she's not going to be Black Panther because they're going to try to rework him into being the new Black Panther at some point. I don't know when they're going to do that or if um, they'll do that. And I thought that was cool to see because in the comics, Black Panther does have a son, but it just felt like they kind of tried to shoehorn that in. Yeah, I felt like that wasn't their original intention, but then yeah. they were like, eh, let's go ahead and throw this in now. Yeah, so then people aren't, like, mad that it's a woman Black Panther, even though she's been Black Panther in the comics and was for a pretty long run in the comics, from what I remember. And <clears throat> I don't know. I just, like I said, these movies, I could really move around, but, like, in terms of, like, action and stuff, I didn't care too much what happened. But overall, the story was so sad, and I mainly love it because of it was a tribute especially to Chadwick Boseman and to who he was and the character that he built as Black Panther Mm -hmm. and I thought that was so sweet and then you had the moment of silence and again bald I was crying and it was it was amazing and I loved every second of it honestly so well my number six is another special so it's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and it's not ranked that low just because I didn't like it because it's I really did like it, but I'm just not one for holiday specials. Like, I feel like I can only watch them once a year. And yeah. Like, that was it. No, I could watch that one. <laughs> it was over. hilarious, and, like, I loved it, and I could de- <coughs> definitely watch it more than once during the holiday season, but I feel like outside of the holiday season, it would not be something yeah. that I would enjoy. I can I get that. Like, and it, it felt like a holiday special. Like, it felt like, I don't know, like... A, a good cr- Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. movie. Yeah. Like, it didn't really feel like it added anything to... The Guardians. Like the overall, like, I mean, it did add line. stuff to the And Guardians, I mean, I know that it did, but, like, it just wasn't. I what you're saying. It just didn't feel like, like, it felt like a holiday special. Yeah. And, like, that's <clears> great. That's it, it was, was cute yeah. and warm and fuzzy and whatever, but just wasn't my. Cup of tea. Yeah. Plus, she beat that song into the ground. Oh, my <laughs> God. It was so season. good. It was good. The I first still listen to it. 20 times you played it. And I'll then play after it that. Again. During when it gets Christmas like, oh, next year, we're watching goodness. a holiday special again. We're replaying that. New thing. So. Oh yeah, it's added to my list of Christmas movies I'm to watch. Sure now. it is. Um, my number five is Werewolf by Night. <clears throat> now, I think, and a lot of people are probably going to yell at me for putting this above Wakanda Forever, but I think I love this because of what it's going to set up in terms of the Midnight Sun who are it's the black knight blade it is um the werewolf by night that guy um swamp thing or is it man thing i think it's man thing in mcu um and then i think her name is bloodhaven i can't remember who the girl what the girl's name is but like all those characters kind of are in moon knight moon knight's also involved in the midnight sun and so like i'm just excited to see the midnight sun and so, and it's one, seeing Man-Thing in that movie and how amazing he looked, I loved it. 
And, like, he had his accurate powers where, like, if he touches you and you are showing fear, then you just kind of disintegrate. That's how his powers work. And <clears throat> I think he's such a cool character. What was he, his name? Remember he had a name? Um, it was, like, super, like... I think it's like Norman Tom. Or something like that. I think it's Tom. Tom. Because I think his name is... I think his the character's name is, like, Timothy something, and he was, like, a scientist. Because him and uh, Swamp Thing have very similar um, origin stories in a way. Um, but I loved seeing Werewolf by Night and, like, seeing him just transform into the werewolf form and just jumping around and just slaughtering. And it was very, like, uh, bloody, but you couldn't tell because it was all in black and white. It's Ted. Ted. Is it, like, Theodore something? Is that his, like, full name? It just says Ted was a scientist. Oh, well, that's weird. I think his full name was, like, it was, like, Theodore or something, but they call him Ted. I can't remember. Um, but I just, and, like, obviously you get to the very end, and it's a in credit scene because that's what it has, and <clears throat> you get, and it transitions from the black and white back into the color, and you see Swamp Thing by the campfire, and they're kind of hiding out because they don't want because they're technically monsters who are getting hunt, hunted by this monster hunter guild um, thing. And I so, thought it was super weird. Like I know that that's probably part of the story, but I was like, this is so strange to me. I thought it was so like all these old people just get together and hunt monsters. Yeah, like I, mean, I just think that's so weird. I think that was. I thought that was really. Cool. And then like the guy like marionette ish from his death oh my gosh yes. like th- i was like this is so strange like i thought it was so creepy and like, i hated it i was like I this is it. not like it was like it was trying to be scary but it wasn't scary and yeah. i just wasn't a fan i don't know i really enjoyed it i liked what it did and i like what it's going to uh, hopefully eventually be with the midnight sun so well mine where are we where are we on you're on Five, I think. Okay, so my number five is actually the movie that started my new trend of not watching trailers for MCU movies. Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah. So or I. Shang Chi. I, I pronounce it wrong every I time. I feel like I say both. It just kind of depends. Yeah. How you're. Yeah. Talking. But. Yeah. So Shang Chi. Because yeah, you didn't watch. I didn't any. watch any trailers for this, and like it was, it was about... a. Okay, let me talk first of all. Yeah, I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. So. I didn't watch any trailers, and I don't really know why. Like, it wasn't really my intention, but, you like, I was pregnant it. when we were, yeah. like, when we were doing this, and so I was, like, sick all the time, and, like, I just didn't ever watch any trailers. You were like, hey, we're going to go watch this movie this weekend, and I was like, oh, okay, and I thought it was about Wong. Yeah, the whole time. Like, I don't know where I got that. Well, because he was in, like, promotional stuff. I guess that's, what, like, I think I might, might have seen a poster or something <laughs> he was with him on it, and I was like, oh, like, this whole movie Wong. is about Wong, and so then, like, the first... 15 20 minutes of the movie i was extremely disappointed because i love wong and he wasn't even in it um but then like i was so like shocked and pleased because it was such a funny movie and that uh, female actress i can't remember her name she's a comedian she is so funny like i was cracking up and like i feel like in a lot of funny like if movies are funny like you like giggle and like move on or like do like your little like snort and then like you're like whatever but i was cracking up laughing like i thought it was so funny and like i was just so pleasantly surprised with the movie because it wasn't anything like what i thought it was that then i decided that i was done watching trailers and that's been great for me you watch one trailer now and then you don't watch anymore i don't even want to watch the one trailer you're just like watch the trailer with me so then i do you used to yell at me if i watched the trailer yeah but now i'm like i don't even want to watch them 
Okay, fine. I just won't tell you about it. Okay, don't. <laughs> um, my next one, well, my four, my number four is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Um, is it for the song alone? Oh my God, for <laughs> Heath Ledger's performance alone. <laughs> Pulling a joke. Um, no, I just, I loved it. I, I think because I love the Guardians so much, that's why I yeah. love this. Because I love Peter Quill. I love Drax. I love Mantis. I love, uh, what is their name? Gamora's sister. Nebula. Uh, yeah. I love Rocket. I love seeing Groot. I love seeing all of them. And, like, they're adding characters to this team as, like, because then you meet Cosmo, the dog, the yeah. Russian space dog. I loved it. I loved seeing that. And, just like the building of these characters, and you see how Rocket or Rocket, how Groot has now grown mm-hmm. in size, and like he's just big and bulky, and he looks totally different than what the original Groot looks like, which makes so much sense because like he's not the same Groot; he's technically a child of the original Groot. Yeah, and so it just makes sense with what's going on, and I just thought it was a fun and cute movie because they're just trying to get Peter Quill to experience Christmas again because yeah. he hasn't had it and. You see more of like Yondu, and that's where Peter Quill kind of got this love again of celebrate because he hadn't celebrated Christmas since he was with Yondu, and then like he talked somebody into celebrating it with him, and Yondu was like, no. But then, you know, you you eventually see like the lineup of Yondu's like little trophies on his dash, and like and how, how he ended up getting them, yeah, and like it's really you see sweet. The first one, which was like the little green thing, which I would love to have. If I could ever find that little green thing, I would set it up somewhere. I would love having that. Just because it was the first one that Yondu got from Peter Quill on Christmas. And so yeah. then, like, he has them all lined up eventually because all of them are ones that Peter has yeah. given him. Because even the troll at the end of the first one that mm-hmm. was within the Power Stone Ball, he eventually puts up on his yeah. dash. And I'm pretty sure all of them are just ones that Peter Quill had given yeah. to him. I do think it was really sweet. And you just kind of see that connection, and you feel really sad, again, about, you know, Yondu's death mm-hmm. and Mary Poppins. Y'all. Well, and I feel like we talked about this, too, but I feel like it was really sweet because it was, like, Peter was upset about Yondu dying, but they didn't try to overplay it. Yeah. Overplay it. Like, Yondu was still not a good dad. No, he was like, still awful. Like, he was still not a good person. He was but still not a great dad, but, like, he was something, and, like, they still had some good moments, and so it was, like, he was... He was better than his actual dad. He was, yeah, he was grieving the loss of part of Yondu but still recognizing that he still wasn't a good person and I felt like that was great because I feel like a lot of times like especially in movies like somebody dies and we start like yeah over playing that death like glamorizing the their life and it's like actually they weren't that great like let's not forget like (laughs) so I I just like that like it felt real what's the quote in the second movie he might be your father but he's not your daddy yeah I love that so much and Rooker, who plays Yondu, he's such a funny guy. I love seeing him in different Mary stuff. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, y'all. But, yeah, I think the reason that I rank the Guardians Holiday Special so high is because I'm such a fan of James Gunn and what he did with the Guardians and how he basically brought this, you know, misfit band of characters into the light. Like, nobody read guardian i think i before watching the movie i read maybe one and it wasn't even with the like peter quill like team it was like a completely different team of guardians and i was like what the heck and so it was really weird but awesome to see these characters who nobody knew Mm -hmm. and i think that was one thing that was awesome because considering like you had iron man captain america thor hulk 
people know those characters, but like the Guardians about at the time that it's that such came a different out, dynamic too. Yes, and I loved it. I think it really got me excited for Guardians three because it has me excited and also scared. Yeah, because I know that this is going to be the end that we. This is the last time we see this team. Yeah. And so, like, for me, it's, like, scary. And I feel like that's almost more sad because, like, with, like, don't get me wrong, I love, like, the original, however many, like, Iron Man, Captain America. Like, I love yeah. the original, but, like, that has always felt like a work group. Mm. Like, they work together. That's Whereas it. The like, Guardians the Guardians feel a like family. a family. And, like, yes. I feel like that makes it so harder cool. because, like, you're like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> and they feel like, like a closer-knit group. And, like, not that there's anything wrong, like, like those people work together and that's fine like <laughs> they worked well together and their movies were good but oh yeah the family aspect of it i feel like creates a whole so different much nicer yep. and i mean we just got the latest trailer for guardians and you know watching it obviously you didn't really pay that much attention but like knowing that like drax the or um dave patista said he's no longer coming back to play drax that just like kind of confirms either drax is dead or he's gonna go off somewhere and then the fact that they're playing into, like, Rocket's backstory so much really makes me think that he's going to die. But to be totally honest with you, I don't want Rocket to die. Like, I re- like he was one of my least favorite characters in the first one. I still loved him, but, like, I've grown to love this little furry asshole in Rocket. And, like, I think he's amazing, and I don't want to see him die. And I want him to, like, because he's been through so much, I want him to live a happy life after this Guardians movie, but I'm really scared that he doesn't. Yeah. Um, but that's my four. And I love this holiday special. I love the Christmas song. I thought it was amazing. If you don't agree, you don't agree, and you're wrong. And you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four was Thor, Love, and Thunder, oh. which I know is, like, way up there in comparison to where everybody else would put it, but I just thought it was so cute. And, and like, I feel like part of it is probably because, like, when we went to watch this, I don't even know if you realized this. This was our first date after we had Elias. Like, our first, it like, was, wasn't our it? first, yeah. like, night out, we went to go watch this. And so, like, <laughs> for it to be our first night out and the first scene is this guy, like, trying so hard to, like, to save, save his, his daughter. And then his daughter dies. I was bawling. I was because like, this is not what I needed. You just thought about like, our son, like, immediately. I know. I was, like, crying. And I was like, he just wants to protect his baby. Yeah. And, like... I just loved it because, like, it just showed, like, I feel like the villain, like, really showed, like, how far a parent was willing to go for, for, their, for child. their child. For and their like family. It, yeah. Child. And then, like, at the end where he was, like, still willing to, like, risk Sacrifice. everything as long as that his daughter, he knew that his daughter was going to be okay. Like, he's like, happen. bring her back. And, like, if she can live and be happy, then I'm happy. And yeah. So I really liked that aspect of things. And I know that you talked about the, like, not really getting to see the like god butcher side of things yeah but i feel like that made it even better because this was one of the another one that i didn't watch a trailer for and so like i knew that something had to be going on with him but like obviously we're not seeing it and so i feel like that made it more suspenseful because i had no we had no idea when he was going to come up like it's like you knew that he was coming at some point but you didn't know when because we weren't seeing what he was doing so i i kind of liked that we didn't see it because it made it more suspenseful and i was more like oh my gosh like he's like he's gonna come up at some point like he's coming he's gonna come back it's gonna be at any moment and so i kind of liked that i don't know i just it created more of a suspense aspect of it and like i I get like if you're more of an action kind of person well no not just i just wish that they had added more to his character his character just felt like not as fleshed out as it could have been i guess i should say yeah and that makes sense there was definitely a lot there but but like that scene when they like actually meet up 
like in the tent yeah oh my like, god oh my gosh it was so crazy and i loved it and i felt like it like led up to that point and so like i, I well, liked it and i'm not saying that like i didn't say that gore was like a terrible character no i just wish that they had did more with yeah him. and like the scene like where he's in the cage with the kids and he's like talking to them and it was like all creepy that one again also messed me up because and he's like talking about fear and like what fear is or something and like pulls a snake out or like transforms something into a snake and like it almost attacks one of the kids and they like this was really not a great movie for us to watch on our first night out oh my for God. sure like no. i was like so anxious and <laughs> <laughs> not ha- like all of these things are happening to children i was like my baby's at home <laughs> yeah no i get it um no i i did enjoy it but i just i get why people don't it, rank yeah. it up as high but like i also feel like i have a different like the story just seemed so mad where i feel like you did. rank your movies based off like how I, well i rank them off the story and how i feel yeah. they're gonna fit into the further story and i feel like i do that too but also like i don't know the whole story where you like know a little bit more of the background stuff i don't so i'm just here for yeah, a good time, and, a good time yeah, and like sense. i get that so like in terms of here for a good time it was good and i liked it <laughs> that's fair enough uh my number three is shang chi and, and i i would have ranked this one higher but like i couldn't rank it any higher than what this is because the other two I just love so yeah. much more. Um, now I put it here. And same reason that you had stated. Characters were amazing. The story so was so good. good. Like seeing the Mandarin again. And him coming back. And like that di- family dynamic of like love and loss kind of thing. And them really struggling to not want to be. The daddy issues. Yeah. Like. <laughs> really. And. <clears throat> but then you get the amazing the absolute and it's funny because like you start off the movie and you think that he's like some big old hot shot because he's the mandarin son mm-hmm. but he's really not no like he works as a freaking what a bellhop he's like a car valet yeah car valet that's what he was and like he just drives around people's whips like yeah. all the time and it's just like it's so funny that he's not at all what you would have thought he was and then <laughs> again still very confused when i thought that this was supposed to be wong i was like who is this guy <laughs> yeah i know um but then you find out eventually that he is the mandarin's son and like he has all these amazing martial arts skills and like he is a total badass and like yeah he, he's like doing all these amazing moves the fight choreography was beautiful like in the bus itself yeah. I loved every second of it and just watching it and knowing the fact that that guy did a lot of the like his own stunts mm-hmm. throughout it was even better. And then also the fact that this dude, like the guy who plays Shang-Chi, was in like stock photos, like in picture frames. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's funny. You, he like would always pull up like something and he tweeted out to MCU like when he was still a starting actor and was like, you should put me in one of your movies and like four or five years later they eventually called him up and was like hey you want to do shang chi that's crazy (laughs) and like it was like he wasn't in very many things before doing this and it's crazy because you would think he did because he did a really good it was so good like the chemistry between him and the other actors felt really good and like it felt like a father-son relationship where like they didn't really want to get along with each other but he still loved them because it was his dad kind of situation but he didn't want to forgive him because of what he's done and um, then you get the whole dragon scene and that whole fight scene. The Ten Rings were a lot different than they are in the comics because they're more of like bracelets in this than they are rings. Um, but I like seeing that you got to see the ancient world that, that 
dragon lives in and like they fight in that area and everything like that. And I thought that was really cool to see and the way that it built up this character and just knowing what it's going to do. This one felt so connected to everything else. And I feel like that's why I liked it so much. And like, I think it's going to be really interesting because they're definitely building up. You can see, uh, especially throughout this one that they're building up. Like you got your street level, you got your more multiversal kind of figures and then you got your cosmic figures and like yeah. there's definitely going to be three different realms that you're going to be looking which i feel at. like is cool yeah i think it works really well and i think they're going to do a really good job with that but yeah shang chi 10 out of 10 i loved it was it. so good it was so good not as good as my other two but i think number one is definitely nostalgia that's why i have it there so my number three we talked a lot about was but it's wakanda wakanda forever i just felt like that it really pulled at your heartstrings it was super oh, emotional yeah. and um I don't know, yeah, I just really liked Shuri's character and I like the character development that she had. Yeah, I did too. I felt like she didn't get enough in the first Black Panther, which I mean obviously made sense because that she was it not was the focus. On him, yeah. But like I liked that she got more play in the second movie and like we got to see like her deal with the grief yeah. of using her yeah. grief of losing her brother and like I felt like that was something that the MCU had been missing because, like, if you think of, like, Thor, we he's had all of this, th- these horrible things happen to him, but we've never seen him grieve other than <laughs> the, like, like the fat War. Thor, like, yeah. which I hated. Or like, I hated that that's the way that they decided to, like, do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a joke. That's basically what that's Yeah, what they, were, like, they were, like, making a, a joke. Yeah, when they were making a joke out of the fact that, like, he experienced traumatic events and it was, like... I feel like I mean, that I just like will handle things differently. But. Yeah, but like I think that was just like making a joke at like the whole like men not dealing with emotions and like I just I was like we could have they could have made a statement with that and then just didn't and yeah whatever. But I liked that we were able to see that with Cheer. Cheery and like how she walked through that and like kind of pushed against this like dealing with it and then eventually like did deal with it and like was able to do it in yeah. a healthy and productive sort of way but yeah uh, i think our number one and two are the same probably is my number two is dr strange then our number one and two are the same um and I, the reasons i think we like this movie are completely different probably so i like the movie because of sam raimi i love what sam sam raimi is the director of the first three spy or first yeah first three spider-man movies uh he directed all three of the uh evil dead movies uh with ash william in it and i think he might have produced uh the one of the newer evil deads and i think he might be a producer on evil dead rise um i just love his movies and he does he does a lot of scary things um uh but also, I love this because I like the first Doctor Strange, yeah. which is a hot take. Not a lot of people like the first really? Doctor Strange. I love the a first lot of Doctor people Strange. Disliked it because a lot of it was just like kung fu, I like karate, it. and or it was just like sparkles and flares and this, that, and the other, and it didn't really do that much. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie, and I thought it was very interesting to watch. And it was it was very much the same as Iron Man, but with sorcerers instead of a suit of armor type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it dives so much deeper into Strange's character, and it 
it shows a lot of what people, especially when you're going to the wedding scene mm-hmm. of his ex and you see what people have been dealing with for the past five years during the blip. Yeah. And you're just like, holy crap, like people really were struggling. Like this one dude walks up to strangers and is like, so how did you spend your, or he's like, I spent my five years in the blip uh, losing my job or he lost his job because he came back. And he was like, are you sure this was the only way that we could have won? Yeah. And Strange, like, hesitates and says yes. And so that makes me think, like, there's obviously going to be some, like, yeah, something but going I, on there. I also felt like the hesitation in that point was just, like, him trying to deal with the fact that people blame him Yeah, for it. Because it's like, you saw all the possibilities and you, this is the one you chose. And yeah. it's like, you can't, t- like, they were, it's like, people aren't convinced that this was the only one that would work. Oh, yeah. And the other characters in this movie... I mean, you get, um, was it Kathleen? Is that his ex's name? I can't remember. I can't remember. Caitlin? But yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but you get her and you get her multiverse side and like the side that he knows type of thing. And they get this really cool dynamic going later in the movie. Um, you see uh, Modor, he comes back and he's still evil in this. And well, not as evil as like the other Modor and everything. And, uh, but then you get um, what is her name? American Chavez. Yes. Oh my God! And I love seeing her. Mm-hmm. I think her powers are the coolest thing, especially yeah. to see on the big screen because she has the power to punch holes through the multiverse. Yeah. And she can travel through the multiverse. She, I feel like only she one was everything that I wanted Miss Marvel to be. Like, not power-wise. Like, obviously, I know that they're different. But just, but just like, the way that, like, her character acted. came around and the way that she she acted. And, like, that's what I wanted Miss Marvel to be. And it wasn't. Which, I mean, I know that they're different stories. Are you like, talking about, like, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel? Yeah. 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 No, I I get that. She was... She definitely seemed more, I guess, genuine, not as annoying of yeah. a character as Miss Marvel kind of was. Sometimes. But I also feel like that's logical, given, like, their... They're two different Develop, like, yeah. the way that they were... They came... They grew up, like, was obviously yeah. very different. So, like, it makes sense that she would be more mature. But... Yeah. yeah. And I see Wong for a good bit of this movie. And then, you know, you get the whole multiversal side of everything. Yeah. And it's just expansive. And you see all these things. And, like, obviously we're in the multiversal saga. So, like, you're going to be seeing a lot of these kind of things happen. And... Again, this played on a lot of nostalgia kind of for me with the fact that we got, you know, the the OG Professor Xavier. We mm-hmm. get Patrick Stewart's pr- Professor Xavier. We get John Krasinski, who was basically fan-casted as this role of Mr. Fantastic. We get Monica Rambeau, who comes back, and now she is Captain Marvel. You get um, Blackagon Boltagon back from it was the same actor in the tv shows too and you you get mordo back Mm -hmm. and so i thought that was so cool to see all these characters come back and these new characters who are in these new roles and i was like oh my god this is pretty awesome but then you also have the main antagonist of this movie who was by far one of the best antagonists i've seen Mm -hmm. in an mcu movie and the way she goes out i don't like too much i wish it would have been different I think it's very dumb how they took her out. I don't, I don't, like think, it. They, I don't think she's taken out. I hope not. Cause I like <laughs> it. But you have like the Scarlet Witch, who is the Scarlet Witch at this point because yes. of what happened in WandaVision. And she just comes in 
and Rex. And I love it. I love that they have finally showed like just the how powerful side. it is. Because I felt like we've always had these conversations, like with Alec when we would talk about MCU movies, and it's like She's any the of power. these big so Avengers movies were like, why are y'all hiding Wanda way back here? When she's and when incredible. and not putting in her in this main fight, like she couldn't just like say a word, and then so this is all over. Yes. Like, why are you hiding her? Like this is like it was always so frustrating because like we knew how powerful she was but like it was never showcased and this you're finally seeing it and it's just so exciting which is why i haven't ranked this high because she's my absolute favorite yeah and i just that like that one moment where she's like walking through her little like made up like apple orchard or whatever and she's like why don't you just bring america here and then it clicks with her and she's like you never told me her name was america well no he like looks at her and she goes i never you never told me that her name was america and he was like nope Nope. and she was like dang it and like changed everything and i was like yes it was so exciting because like i agree i agree that was because like that was the part i don't i can't remember which movie it was but the trailer for this was the end credit scene for one of the past movies but i can't remember which one it was because that's the only reason i watched this trailer was because it was the end credit scene for something and i remember it only showed credit scene of uh no way home oh yeah and so that was the only reason i watched it because we watched no way home but like you get that scene where dr strange is talking to wanda Wanda. in the like apple orchard whatever it is and you're thinking that she's good and you're like oh my gosh like this is this might be good like she went back like everything's fine yeah she's not and evil yeah because like if you watched that, wandavision then like you know where she's at and like yeah. but it has a pretty decent ending like she's not like i mean there's that like that one moment, moment but you're like she's just doing that well, for she, her kids she's like she's not the dark hold which yeah. corrupts your mind yeah and, but like you almost have this like hope like she's just doing that for her kids she's not gonna like go crazy, go crazy and yeah. so then you see this and you're like yeah she's fine like <laughs> everything's okay right and nope. then it's definitely yeah, not which is so cool she just like goes through and just obliterates and i love that they got out of the whole like rated r rating because it was oil yeah and not blood and i was like oh my gosh like like, the way that they got around that is ridiculous such a creepy vibe to it it had a very much evil dead vibe like if you've ever you've never seen evil dead but it had that creepy sam raimi vibe and i loved it Mm -hmm. because you had like her creeping around in the water and she like would jump out and i was like oh i love every second of this but then you also had like the moments where they were like trying to run away from her and like the pipes yeah and then she like comes around the corner like limping and she's just coming at them i'm like oh my god i love this so much and then how she takes out the uh illuminati or yeah they're they're called the illuminati in that movie too and she just destroys them absolutely he turns she turns mr fantastic into string String cheese cheese immediately blows up freaking uh black bolt's head by just saying what mouth and he just doesn't have a mouth anymore and immediately just and it was so crazy i feel like that what you really showcase just how powerful she was like we knew obviously but it was just like oh my gosh like Like, professor x tries to take over her mind and she like messes with him and then snaps his neck i was like oh my god god like this is messed up and yeah. like it's so dark i feel like it really showcased that there was absolutely no way to defeat her they just had to change her mind yes like they had to prove to her that what she was doing was wrong, wrong. because otherwise they like there was nothing I else mean, that they could do about they it they don't even really do it the no. other her does yeah like eventually her like, kids shows her. yeah which i mean i feel like is another reason like we're always we're always coming back to kids like i was like it, <laughs> it's very much a kid's uh mcu face yeah. which granted maybe don't take your kids to watch this movie like no. the people that were sitting next to us in the theater they with were the terrible. crying children yes <laughs> 
It's like maybe this wasn't the best family friendly movie, but but no, I loved it. I loved what they did, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Um, but then number one, both of us have it, and again for me, mainly nostalgia. Again, I love it. I love this character. You will never make me love a character more than I do Spider Man. I just love Peter Parker Spider Man. I always have, and I probably always will. Um, but Spider Man No Way Home, it just hit. It was like home. we knew. I feel like everybody knew that all of these. Yeah, all like the, the everybody that, knew like, that all of these things were going to happen, but it was it didn't like cheapen it at no, all. Like it, it still it was so exciting. So good and like you knew as he was walking up. Well, uh, like Toby McGuire was like walking up. Yeah. And like you knew that that wasn't Tom Holland. No, it was Andrew Garfield. Was he first? Yeah, he was the first one that was in the alleyway and ran up. And like, and so you knew. Around. And we were all like, you just like, Shocked. you were like, just take off the mask. Just take off the mask. Because we, everybody knew who it was, but you just needed the like. Toby McGuire like walks through. Yeah. And he's like dressed up. Yeah, like yeah a, that's what it was. Know, like a youth a, pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but just like the, the story itself. I thought was really amazing and the way that they brought all of these old characters back because you had amazing spider-man lizard you had the amazing spider-man electrode you had uh spider-man 3 sandman you had spider-man 2 doc ock you had the first ones green goblin like you had these amazing characters well and i feel like this was a way that like there was so many characters so like where this one excelled with but all of the characters, the characters this is where like Eternals failed because we didn't know them. Yeah. But like this one was able, like we already knew all the background, so we could have all these characters and it worked. Where And it's funny now that like really the two amazing Spider Man movies and the first three Tobey Maguire Spider Man are technically MCU movies now because they're in the MCU. They're technically part of a multiversal timeline. And so it's just so awesome to like I I love that cried. I loved it. I because Tobey Maguire was my Spider-Man growing up. He was <laughs> he was mine growing up. Watching the first one, cheering, I loved it. I cried watching it. I watched it on repeat constantly. It was Spider-Man was my favorite, and then the second one with Doc Ock, and Doc Ock was one of my favorite villains, Spider-Man villains, and seeing him and then him turn and then like the end of that movie and just seeing Tobey Maguire and all those characters and villains from the original spider-man trilogy it just it, it made me teary-eyed and i loved seeing it and like just knowing that when i like that they talked about like back. the differences in their like universes yes. so like where toby's webs actually come out of his wrists he is and, organic he had organic web shooters yeah and so like i like that they they brought that up they didn't just gloss over it no, like that, they yeah. were like no like, we're like we're gonna talk about of, the things that are different you and ever get web block why well, there was this one time <laughs> that kind of stuff is just i yeah. love seeing when him. i loved that andrew garfield's spider-man got like his redemption yeah by saving still, mj like, well like when he saved mj he didn't get to save his love interest but he was able to save mj mj Not and like yeah i know but like he he was able to save Pete, tom holland's love interest MJ, and sa- yes, yes I that's what i was just clarifying because you acted like you didn't know what i was well, talking no, about i said gwen yeah he so he wasn't able to gwen, save gwen but, but he, he was able to MJ. MJ. you just said he couldn't save his love interest and so i was just telling you that it was yeah, gwen stacy I, I knew what her name was but you didn't say it so i was just okay. letting you know anyways and so like i felt like it was a really subtle moment but like there's like a like a 
one second pause where he just is just like holding her and looking at her like yeah, oh my like gosh crying. i was are able you, to save you are you okay <laughs> yeah. yeah are you okay yeah and so like i just thought that that was like it was kind of cheesy like i get that it was cheesy but it was like also really sweet that like yes i, I felt like that was kind of his come together moment but yeah uh but Seeing, uh, what is his name? I forgot. His, William Defoe and as Green Goblin again. And like, is. <laughs> I couldn't get out of the Green Goblin voice from away from you for no, I months. Was I was like, constantly. oh my gosh. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what the quote was right now. I can't even remember and I don't want to remember because I just remember you kept saying it and I was like, oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> but seeing him come back and it was terrifying. It was like he came back and he was just right back in it perfectly. He played the dual like role because I mean you have Norman Osborn and you, he has his Green Goblin side and he played that again perfectly and I loved it. Norman's so on sabbatical. That's Norman's the... on sabbatical, honey. Yeah, that that's what I always said. <laughs> um, but it was just amazing. And it was. Seeing all of these villains that came back and like they all kind of get their own like little redemption mm-hmm. again, and obviously you get you get Tom Holland's like, his saddest moment of losing his Aunt May, and that was rough. I rewatched it, and the first time I watched it, I cried. The second mm-hmm. time I watched it, I, even though I knew what happened, well, and then I saw a clip. I still cried. I saw a clip later, and like maybe this isn't true, but then it was just like someone talking about like, did you think of this? And it's that in like part of the end where um. Peter Parker goes to his Aunt May's grave. Yeah. And the reason he's like, or this is the whatever, think about this, would be the reason that he was there alone was because he wasn't invited to the funeral yeah, because he, nobody he, remembered nobody him. And I was like, oh my gosh. So like he's even grieving through all of this on his own, which I mean is great. Like I like that they did that because now that like we have a secret Spider-Man again, like nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And I like that which aspect like of things, but it's also like, it's just so honestly. sad to think about that. He's having to do all of this on his own. Well, and like and happy walks up to him and was like, did you know her? Yeah. And Peter's like, yeah, I was really, I was pretty close with her. And he was like, I was too sad to see her go. And Peter was like, yeah. And I was just like, and it was like happy was literally there with him. Yeah. Through, all of the movies, all three Spider-Man movies, and now to have Happy standing next to him and just being like, did you know who yeah. this lady was? And it's just so sad. Yeah. And then, like, the even sadder fact is the fact that he has his Spidey sense mm. because he knew that uh, Tony Stark was dying. Yeah. He also knew that his Aunt May was dying. Like, he knew, like, as soon, like, even before he saw the blood, he knew that she was on the verge of death. Yeah. And that he wasn't going to be able to save her. And just, like, thinking about that and the fact that, like, he's lost his Uncle Ben. I mean, this is another character that's lost everything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's like every third MCU movie or every third movie in whatever franchise, a character loses everything. Basically everything. I mean, Tony Stark... Well, and then even outside of the death, like, I feel like everybody else up to this point has had at least their friends. Yeah. But, But like, Peter Peter Parker doesn't have that anymore because nobody remembers him. Nobody knows who he is. And so he really is on his own. Like, nobody knows who he is. And so that's why I'm, like, I'm super interested to see. And they started, they're apparently going to start the writing for Spider-Man 4. And so I'm really interested to see, like, where they're going to go, what characters they're going to pull in. And 
I really hope we get like a a Harry and Norman Osborn for this universe. I hope they keep Zendaya and, and figure out a way to make that work just because I like that. That was the other thing that was so sad is he took the letter to her to and then didn't give it remind to her. it but then he saw that she was still hurt and he knew that she and Ned were going to be better off without him without him in the picture and that was like, like one they would of be safer things. Yeah. I was like oh my god that is sad and then like I watched the um the extra cut which like added a couple of extra things to it and you got the whole um in credit one of the in credit scenes was uh betty brant doing like her news report and like they're about to graduate and like it shows all the pictures from all that they did and every single one of them it doesn't have peter in it yeah because then like that kind of verifies that like he was completely erased from pictures, everything, yeah. all er, like he is in nothing now, mm. and so it's just kind of like wow, like that's yeah. Well, and they also have that moment in Doctor Strange that's like really, really brief that he's talk that Doctor Strange is talking to American Chavez and he just about he says Spider-Man. he says Spider Man and, and like Peter but he's Parker. never called him Spider Man because they were like oh we're going by our like like they had that joke a long time ago and superhero so he, names yeah he goes on Spider Man and then but then they yeah in No Way Home like they're going by. Doctor Strange and Peter, and he calls him Peter. Yeah. And I mean, he calls him uh, Strange or something like that. Yeah. And he was like, call me by my first name or whatever. Yeah. Or something. And I just thought that was really cute because then that, like, kind of even more uh, solidifies the fact that everyone, like, not even Doctor Strange was like, not even Doctor Strange knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's just sad to know that he has no one. And then he gets his amazing very common accurate suit and i loved it everything I, about it didn't mean anything to me i mean i thought it was cool but like i didn't have any like I loved ties it. to it <clears throat> but those are my or our uh phase four rankings in uh up and coming phase five here soon uh if you have a different order that you would probably rank these in you can go ahead and email me at outloud uh, awkward at gmail or outloud awkward pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow me on my socials, uh, which is outloud ampersand awkward uh, on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me on those and kind of stay up to date on when things are happening and what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. I hope y'all did enjoy. If you did, make sure you hit uh, the subscribe button so you can automatically download those episodes and then leave a five-star review or whatever you want uh kind of helps get the channel out there a little bit more so but i hope you all did enjoy and i will talk to you all in the next one peace out